This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have a former uh, Miss Egypt and now YouTuber and another YouTuber, Jason Horton. And we're going to talk about whether or not you should lower your standards, plus a million other topics right here on the Ask Women podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Ask Women podcast, where you get advice straight from the source. What's the thing that Kristen says? She opens the show every single week, and I forget exactly what our opening line is. But anyway, we are here, we're asking women, and we're asking Jason. <laughs> yeah, women. So we're asking and- a dude. As well, yeah, women and Jason. So I'm representing all men. Yes, you're representing you. You that's like a heavy weight on your shoulders. Do it you is, it? but um, I'm I'm up for the task. Now you're pretty manly, so you yeah. can handle it. All right, I'll I know. I'm just that. trying to compliment you. Maybe you're not so manly. Yeah, yeah. but you are entertaining, and yeah. you are opinionated. Yes, yes. and you're interesting to watch because you are a YouTube star. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or YouTube person. Can you tell me about this? Tell me about being a YouTube person what does that mean i don't it's a weird made-up thing i mean I, I consider myself a comedian first and foremost but most people know me and kind of how i make my living in a career is is via youtube so it, it's i can't not mention it so yeah youtube comedian but you're like you're really popular you're popular than a lot of other comedian and comedians like you're a youtube personality like people want you because like to sell products and stuff because you have that many followers people watching you yeah i mean you know being i guess a, an influencer or social an influencer, influencer yes. yeah that's kind of like the word and if you have an audience uh and you you have their attention um people want you to put things in in front of that audience which is so interesting anyway i find it fascinating i find it absolutely fascinating so i'm happy to have you on the show it's jason horton what is your channel youtube.com slash jason horton awesome. and it's uh yes funny sketch comedy fails and stuff like that. Awesome. Well, we have another YouTube personality as well, and I'm not even going to try to say your last name because I couldn't even read it. <laughs> I'm horrible. So, but it's Sarah. Yes, it's Sarah Abufasha, but Abufasha. I actually cut it down to Sarah Fasha. Sarah Fasha. Okay, that I could pronounce. Yes. Okay, wonderful. And you're you're a YouTube personality as well. You're an influencer. Yes, actually, we're kind of on the same page. I heard yeah. what he was talking about. Are you a comedian as well? Um, I don't really consider myself a comedian, um, but I do funny and embarrassing things all the time. So, I, okay, that's pretty much. I I mean, that is That's pretty much, much it. So you're making people on laugh. YouTube and, and, and Vine or whatever. It's pretty much that, right? Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. okay. I could take, I mean, I've never done stand up. I've thought about doing it. Um, a lot of people said I have, I should, and I said no, but then I thought about all the stories I know and I'm like, I could just talk about my life and it's hilarious. Do so. it now. No, I don't. Yeah. Okay. Do really... your, do, do your two set. What is it called? For two minutes. I, I don't do stand up either. So I don't know. Oh, okay. So either. then nobody knows what they're talking about. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you know what you're talking about when it comes to advising men on what women want. Because today, uh, the topic that I wanted to discuss with you guys um, was from a question that I got on Facebook from a guy named – actually, I'm not going to read his name, but I'll I'll say his first name, not his last name. His name is Frank. And he wrote this. I was told by a longtime friend, practically grew up with him, that I needed to lower my standards. I asked him why. I'm 40 and single and have never been married. I have absolutely no reason to lower my standards. I won't settle for less than what I want. I also think at 40, I think I know myself 
and you know yourself better and have a better understanding of what you want. Do you think I should lower my standards? So that's what I want to talk about today. Should you lower your standards and what does that really mean? Can I touch on, uh, you know, I I think being 40 and single and uh, perhaps having no kids and uh, not been married before or having no, I'll say baggage, you know, for lack of a better word. That is actually super appealing because there's a lot of women that, you know, haven't found someone you know yet and they're also getting older and they're thinking about the same thing and they're like, Oh wait, so there's a, a guy that's like in my like age range that that is single and not married, but could be married and right. we'd be starting things really fresh. And I think that, at, you know, at 40, it's, it's hard to find guys that have, you know, uh, never been married or don't have kids. So I think uh, I think it's a commodity over having to lower your standards, you know, unless it's like, you know, 1956. Which right. Is not. Right. It's well, what, what does it even mean to lower your like cause have you ever heard somebody say that to you before? Like just lower your standards? Yeah. I mean, I think that's a really complicated question because I think. To really answer it better, I'd have to know more of the details on what standards they're talking about. Because I think automatically when you hear that, you just instantly think maybe in terms of looks. You know, like a lot of girls, they want to they want to date a guy who's over six feet tall, or they want this, that, or the other. So I think it's very important to be realist, realistic in your expectations when it comes to the physical standards. But there's so many other variables in it. You okay. know, like is it if it's me, let's say, and I have a kid and I want to date a guy who does not have kids, like, is that a fair expectation? You know? So, I don't know. Is it? I, I mean, I don't think it is. No, I don't think it is either. Yeah. So it, it's kind of all like, I don't know. I, I just, mean, it, it, to, to be frank. It's a hard it, question. It, it, yeah, it's it a hard, is. It is. Standards, at first, it means looks. There's never been, it's not the guy's like, listen, she's super hot. You know what I mean? Like, she's. Super, super hot, but, you know, she doesn't like the Yankees, so I'm not going to lower my standards. It generally means looks. There's right. other things that will come under it, but it's never going to be like, I don't want to lower my standards physically, uh, is, is to be honest. That's what most people are talking about. And then they maybe go from there. Like, oh, I don't want somebody who's, you know, we don't share the same religious values. And, but that co- all comes under looks. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I agree with yeah. that it's all under looks. I think that, like, different people have different standards depending You ever on... see the show Catfish? Yeah, yes, I have. Of course. You know, here's the thing. When every time they get really disappointed that the person's not the person and they're always like, "Well, I'm the same person." It's like, "Yeah, but I thought you were this hot version of this person, this <laughs> right. unrealistically hot per- person, you know, version of this person." It's never like, "Hey, listen, your looks are fine. I just don't like the kind of jeans you wear." It's it's, it's that's most of what No, I, I hear what you're you know saying. What I, mean? I, I hear what the, you're saying. At the surf on the surface. But I, I so when I hear people saying like lower your standards, what I'm hearing is like either that person is too not stuck in their ways, but they're too fixated on a certain type of person. Like I I have men and women, mainly men, write into me who have bought my programs and you know, they have to fill out a form at first saying like, "Okay, well, just tell me a little bit about who you are and what you're looking for." And so um most of the men, the first things that they do list are, are are the physical that they're looking for. She has to be this, this, and this. She has to be fit. She has to be uh, skinny. She has to be a blonde. She has to ha- – like, th- those physical things are listed. And then there's a list of other things afterwards. Um, but I, I think for for a lot of people when it comes to hearing that they have to lower their standards in order to be happy, that can be a very – depressing thought 
And so I'd like to talk about what it actually means to not lower your standards, but to be more realistic. Because Sarah, you were talking yeah. about that, I, about, I, about your expectations. Mm-hmm. So, so can you explain more about what that means? Like, what is a realistic expectation? And, and at what point do you have to shift your expectations? I think, um, well, something I experienced this, this past weekend is, uh, the, is a really nice guy, but he's not a very attractive guy. And he can never find the girl that he likes. He does have a lot of money rather, but he cannot find the girl he likes because he always wants to date the hottest and the youngest girl. And that typically doesn't mesh well with someone who is not kind of on that caliber, so to speak, I guess. So I think... On what caliber? Well, typically a hot young girl is not going to want to date an older, unattractive guy. Is that true? Well, I think a lot of time money is a big influencer, Mm -hmm. but without the money, you know, I mean, honestly, like look at Donald Trump. And his wife. Do right. you think she would be with him if he wasn't so rich? You know? Right. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, but probably not. Okay. So there's just a lot of, it's just so many dynamics to it. Um, I think it's important to date people within your league, I guess, so to say. Does that yeah. sound mean? No, but that, no, like, it doesn't. It, it, it sounds, like, it's, it sounds it, like the response that most people would say. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's like me trying to date Ryan Gosling. Like, it's not going to happen. Why you not? Know what I mean? Well, he's with Eva Mendes. I mean, aside from him having to cheat and yeah. he's a child and all yeah. of that well, stuff, like, why I mean, wouldn't it happen? Um, we're not in the, the same circle, you know? Like, I'm well, not... what if you were? What if you found a way to get into that circle? Um, I guess maybe. Okay. So, so it's a possibility. It's a possibility. I know. Jason's looking at me like, that's a fucking hard possibility. That's yeah. not going to happen. No, I, I actually made a video on my YouTube channel that still does really well. It says that um, no one is out of your league. That, that, I see. That's what I think. Nobody is out of your league. Because, well, here's the thing. I also speaking in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, believe me, there's guys that are not super hot that get away with murder when it comes to dating attractive girls, especially if you do comedy or you're yeah, of that's uh, no. influence. You know what I mean? So that like we're the person. It's like well, you can capture a room or or you're successful, and that becomes sexy mm-hmm. to uh, over a guy who's just like very typically like has all the things that you know we've come to expect that's attractive um it's a real game changer and then you need you know i think you need to have certain things you have to be a you know decent person and maybe have right. your act together somewhat uh but you know and again this is a cosmopolitan area there's a lot of people there's right. a lot of attractive women there's no it's not like oh we're running out of attractive guys and attractive girls they're coming in the city every day and leaving probably every day right so sad uh, and broken so unfairly i'm saying this uh living in a cosmopolitan area but um, you, I think you can take that, uh, you know, it's a modern world out there. You can take it anywhere. I, I completely agree with you. So I, I, I think my, my response to Frank would be that you shouldn't lower your standards, but you should really evaluate what what your expectations right. are. So that was the point that I was trying to make before when I was talking about the way that guys would write into me. Not that it's wrong for them that I want, that they want like a five foot seven uh, blonde with huge boobs and 27. That's that's not a bad thing at all. Right. But it's when they become so fixated on just that category exactly. that they become blind to other people. So it's, so it's not really like lower your standards. It's broaden your options yeah just have right some word, flexibility bro? you know it kind of reminds me of the movie shallow Hal. do you remember that movie yeah i love that movie. yeah i do too i absolutely yeah. do because that's yeah. a, and, and the thing is is like if you obviously attraction is a huge part of any type of interaction with somebody in the opposite sex who you're going to get into a relationship with or sleep with or date whatever it is so that part does have to be there you can't just like force 
attraction on somebody when there is absolutely no attraction there. But I think for sure it's about broadening what you're looking for and getting a little bit more clear on what your expectations are. Because a lot of people limit themselves when they only have a select group of people that they're going after. Yeah, I know personally that um, a lot of times the people that I end up liking are people who I did not initially like, but because I gave it a chance and I got to know them, really? their their person, yeah, their personality actually made them more attractive. Can you tell me about one situation? Um, one specific yeah, situation? I've, yeah, I, I, and I've also had the opposite happen. Um, I dated a guy a couple years ago, and he's completely not my type. And I, he asked me out to the movies. I said, sure, I had nothing to do. And I just went out with him, and I just I liked the way he carried himself. He's some, How did he carry himself? Just He was very manly. You know, I think a lot of women want that. They want a very masculine man. So, like, he and, punched people when yeah. he walked into the restaurant? Yeah, what did, what he was did he like, do? get out of the way. What is it, it, what was was just, it was just the way he carried himself. Like, honestly, it's nothing I could really pinpoint. He seemed confident. He seemed insecure around me. Um, he was very sure of himself when he talked about things. He didn't seem timid. So I just liked that a lot. Okay. And then just from them he, there, he became attractive to me. So, And then I've also had the opposite where I've dated gorgeous-looking guys, but I just couldn't really get into them because they had no effing personality. You know right. what I mean? So, But I you think, still went out with them. Um, I did, but I didn't enjoy it. So it just didn't last. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean. Interesting. Yeah, you have to go out with them for the right reasons, you know? Yeah. Have you ever dated a really hot girl? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, there was sometimes where I was like, she, like, again, I talk about things like this is like somewhat out of my league in a traditional sense. Um, and, you know, things came with it that uh, I was like, is this worth it? And then I was like, it is for a while. <laughs> right. It, like, becomes, nice. it becomes it for yeah. a while. And then there's just some where I was just like, you're totally not my type, but there's, all, you know, all the stars aligned and you're cool and mm -hmm. funny and we share the same important to me is sharing the same like values you know what i mean where i'm like we somewhat agree on things uh and, and have the same interest and you know i think especially i think anywhere but maybe living in los angeles like finding people you connect to is not easy there's so many people kind of like working each other you know what i mean like what yeah. do you do what do i do what and then to find that connection is it can be really special so that kind of heightens things up it's easy to find like a hot body right. to you know what i mean like hook up with i mean i'm I'm not saying it's easy for me, but it's easy. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, it's theoretically easy to find. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, there's dating Somebody else to connect with if you want. Sure, yeah. And if again, if you have looks or you have money and that's what you're putting in the front, right? Like the, guy, the guy who says who has a lot of money, you know, maybe he's like, I don't understand. I'm an older guy. I got a lot of money. I'm getting these young girls. The thing I'm pushing forward, I'm putting in the front is that I have a lot of money and I'm wondering why it's not working out. Or, you know, somebody who has a lot of looks and they're putting the looks first and the money first and then wondering, mm -hmm. it's like, but why am I not getting this like well-rounded like yeah. relationship well, thing? It's like, well, you're putting something first. You because you're I mean? not going after that. Well, tell me about your standards. Like, do, what are, do you know what your standards are? You know, uh, when I first started dating my fiance currently, she just kind of asked like, what are you into? kind of kind of girls you into? And I said, black and Asian. <laughs> Um, <laughs> she was like, no, I meant kind of like, well, forget it. You know what I mean? But, right. uh, uh, you know, I just, I really just, it's weird. I just, I used to think I have a type, but I stopped thinking that way. I just like what I like. I mean, I could say I really like dark features or I like people that are interested in the same music and, and, and have the same kind of liberal views or, or whatever that is. Um, but you know what it is? It just, ha it just happens, I think. And, and I don't try to like, I don't look at and try to judge it. I just see when I'm like, Ooh, sparks are flying. And sometimes when you don't know, they're going to be. Right. But do you have standards for other inter individuals that you interact with? Like, I, I, I really want to explore this standard. There, there's certain, thing. there's certain, there's deal breakers for me. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's most standards, but I mean, it's, you know, deal breakers. Um, like what? 
having the same uh, uh, like religious non views, <laughs> right? That has become something that's important. Not that I pers- care, you know what I mean, but it just happens to be like the relationship will last long longer if that's happening. Okay. And Sarah, what about you? Like, what what kind of what kind of standards do you adhere to? Like, what like what would your wants be? You know, I used to be really easygoing and flexible when it came to these standards, but then I learned through my dating experiences that I have to have standards. So, and I know this sounds very like silly and I should just know better, but like a couple years ago, I dated a guy who didn't have a car and he was working on the job situation and stuff like that. And I thought it was okay. I'll help him or he'll help me or we'll make, no. Like if you are not at your, if we're not on the same level in terms of like being accomplished in life, and I don't mean like he has to have a master's or anything like that. I mean, like you have He's to be able driven to and passionate yeah, take care of yourself, something. you know, be able to take care of yourself. There's no reason why at, you know, this age you shouldn't have your bare necessities on your own and not from anyone else. So something like that. Um, honestly, I know this is kind of might offend people, but I, I don't want to date guys with kids. I've done it so many times and it's always they I don't feel I have. I feel like they have always made that an issue and it has always became an excuse and, you know, like a get out of jail free card and stuff like that. And I, like I know I would never come set, uh, come first before a child. That's not a problem to me. But um, every time I've dated someone who had a kid, they made that an issue. So I don't have any kids. Well, Frank, he's 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 doesn't have any kids, right? Who? Frank, we were talking about before. They, they wrote in on Facebook. Oh, yes, he doesn't have any kids. Yeah, see, <laughs> yeah, you should date I'm, him. I'm, I'm, I'm hooking the, you up. Am I the only paying attention? I know, uh, seriously, you know, you're yeah. following the show. I'm half asleep. But don't do you worry. find that like if you like I don't know, what, but forty, if you found like, a forty year old guy that was single and had no kids, would you be like, oh, that's typical or not typical? You'd say it's probably not as probably not typical. Yeah. But I guess I'm thinking more in the twenties age. Yeah, right, right. I mean, but I'm just picking. It's yeah, it'll definitely. Change as I get older, you know, for for dating. Well, how old are I, you? Well, I'm. You don't have to say alive. <laughs> You're alive. Okay, barely alive, um, like young or like almost dead. Um, I, I'm in my nineteens. Yeah, that's a nineteens. Yeah, I'm nineteen. See how charming what? Be? No, I'm I'm mid to late twenties. Oh God, shut up. <laughs> okay, you're not. Are you? Were you saying that you're old or young or? Um, I just don't like to put it out there just because okay. of acting, and I don't want to get uh, put in a box. In gotcha. Of, I understand. Anyway, yeah. You're young, so that's Thank a good you. age to be at. Um, but so what would you think would be like healthy standards? Or or not not like lowering your standards, but the bare minimum standards. Like what are things that people shouldn't be eliminating or crossing off their list when they're looking for potential partners? People should be like you, – you shouldn't be putting yourself out there. And sometimes, you know, if you can't – help it like things happen but you shouldn't be actively try be trying to date when you still have stuff going on right like you don't have like your act together like in between jobs or you don't have a car that works or you're, right. you're maybe living at home and i'm not saying anything these are bad but maybe it's not the right time to be aggressively putting yourself out there looking for somebody when you don't have like again your act together and i think that's a standard like people like you shouldn't go to a job and be like yeah i have no way to get here and i'm not skilled and i don't <laughs> want like to be that. here but i'm gonna apply yeah. for this job very aggressively and they're like well i'm not gonna hire you that i think that's a fair standard okay. i really like that um now they say that a lot of people aren't looking for love they're looking for help and i've seen that with me with my friends you know some people they're just users so okay. and they prey on people who are looking for do you, you th- do you think frank at the age of 40 with no kids should lower his standards for what Gosh, I, w- I wish for. I, I wish you knew what a standard. Yeah, were. exactly. Um, 
I mean, I don't know about necessarily lowering them because when I have lowered my standards in terms of looks and then it didn't work out, I was like, well, I don't really like him anyway, you know, but I, I, gosh, I wish I knew it depends on what they are, but, um, probably you can keep your standards, but also have, have some wiggle room, you know, like don't be so strict on it. I don't know about lowering your standards. Maybe I would look at it as maybe like raising your, your own profile. So like exactly what you were, you were saying. So it's not about lowering your standards. It may be just elevating Yourself. who you are. Yeah. Because, I mean, there there are things you can do. I mean, if we're talking about the physical aspect, there are things you can do. I mean, um, not saying go have plastic surgery, but make sure you're healthy. You're working out. You're, you're being the best version of yourself. I think that's very important. Oh, so do I. I completely yeah. Agree with that. All right. I think we co- cover the topic of lowering standards. I, I, I agree as well. I don't think that Frank should lower his standards, but I would love to hear what Frank's standards are that his friends think should be lowered. Because obviously that comment is coming from a place. So I know that as myself, somebody who is in a couple, when I do talk to my single friends and they do start saying like the things that really annoy them about a guy that they went on a date on are like little superficial things that are so dumb and are not important for a lasting partnership. I think to myself, I can't believe you're fixating on these stupid things about like how his toes aren't, you know, or like, or, Oh, he didn't do that on the date. Like, like get over it. Like, what did he do? What were the amazing things that he did do that could show that he actually is a good partner for you in the future. So I Mm -hmm. think it's just like a, a perspective thing, but I think that also once you're in a couple, you, you can see those things a lot easier than when you're out there single and dating. And I think that a lot of these excuses or things that people call attention to that annoy them on a date really are only being brought up because they didn't feel that amazing chemistry. If they felt that chemistry, all of those things would go out the window. Yeah, you'll actually make excuses for those things. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) he hit the waitress on the ass? That was totally fine. It was entertaining. Oh, my God. He, like, you know, forgot to pick me up and came three hours later. That was fine. We had so much fun. Yeah, he's so cute. (laughs) Yeah, he's so cute. We had so much fun on the date. It was amazing. So, yeah, you do start to make excuses once you do Mm. like that person so frank i don't think you should lower your standards but i think that um you can be more open-minded and it might be better for you to get really clear on how you want to feel around somebody that potentially could be a partner for you long term if that is what you want. He hasn't said that that's what he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, he says he has not been married. He doesn't say that he wants to get married. Uh, so I say don't lower your standards. Mm-hmm. You guys agree? Yes. Okay, good. I'm glad. All right. We're going to take a little break, and we're going to come back after the break and go into overanalyze this. How to kiss. A seemingly simple task. A kiss can make or break a moment. And while most men believe themselves to be the perfect kissers, many women are quick to disagree. Step one, the tease. Place your hand on the back of her neck or by her jaw. Make eye contact and maintain it to build the tease. Step two, the kiss. The ever important first touch of the lips. If you want to make her work for it, the first moments should be a gentle tease. By slowing down the action, you'll show her that you're in control. Never give too much, too much tongue, teeth, or just too hard. Watch for signs of heavy breathing, moans, and hand placement. And remember, you can always move beyond her mouth. Want advice 
and step-by-step instructions on how to get the girl sent right into your mailbox every single day, then sign up for your free Wing Girl Method newsletter at winggirlmethod.com slash advice. When you sign up, you'll also get a free copy of my best-selling book, 10 Devastating Mistakes Men Make with Women and How to Avoid Them. Go to winggirlmethod.com slash advice and sign up now. Thanks for listening to Playboy Radio. You want to hear more? Catch us on TuneIn.com slash Playboy. We promise you won't be disappointed. When it comes to fitness, Andrea Lowell knows it all. I am now a certified raw food nutritionist. I'm going to talk to you about the rectus abdominis, which are the six-pack muscles. Hear about all the latest fitness and nutrition trends as she gives you the best ways to stay in shape. My favorite superfood, chlorella. It's a cordyceps mushroom. It's Sexy Beast, Mondays on Playboy Radio. We are back. Okay, and I am with Sarah Fasha <laughs> and Jason Horden, two YouTube stars. I really was expecting like more Facebook living in studio and just more like I don't know. I love like Facebook. social media stuff. The last time that Jason came onto our show, he was periscoping. I think he was doing four other social media. I can things. do. I can do a Facebook. Live. I mean, do it. I want to. I want to learn how to do all this. Um, Facebook Facebook Live is uh, super powerful. I mean, Facebook's really powerful. I know. know. Well, okay. So, so we hung out a couple of weeks ago. We were mm-hmm. doing. Um, I, I was, I was an expert for these videos on Ask Men, and you and this other YouTube uh, star, Lauren, mm-hmm. were acting out what I was talking about, which was kind of cool. Um, and you guys were constantly on your phones doing like social media stuff and then Lauren had said that she had like 500,000 views on one of her Facebook live I and really she was just posing I, she wasn't talking about anything she yeah. was just flipping her hair and like moving side to side and that got 500,000 views so I don't get why nobody's watching me flip my hair I'm pretty pissed off about it I got like 400 views the other day I was very upset well I mean she's Lauren's been very active on her face it's, yeah. you know, you have it's to, your like, demographic too you have to, yeah, I and mean, you have to keep up with it. You know what I mean? It's like, yes. you have to take care of it. It's like a baby. Job, it's yeah. crying. She does it every day. Yeah, she, yeah, she Facebook lives every day. I, I think yeah, she has to do her hair and makeup. I want my learn. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. like, he looks really familiar. But so it's a TV show that she does. No, that's just. I think that's just her channel name. But I've been working with her for. We've been doing videos together for years on my channel. Yeah, channel. I, was, I was watching it yesterday, and I hate saying to people like you look so familiar because it's Hollywood yeah. and like everybody looks familiar. So right. Um, so I've seen you. Yeah, all right. All right. Interesting. I hope I was impressive when I was just, just sitting there by going, "What are we doing now?" She does this every day. Yeah, she does it every day. I don't do it every. I don't do it every day, but I, I do a lot of. Uh, I upload a lot of my videos to Facebook, and they do really, really well. Yeah, really. Because yeah. Facebook doesn't like external links. I don't know. No, they don't. It's we could so talk. Annoying. I could talk. I could do a whole show about how Facebook, Facebook is a works. hater. <laughs> um, well, it's, if you know how to work, no, it. do a show with me off air because I want to learn about how Facebook works. Yeah. Facebook I is, do not uh, work on Facebook. I, I I put a lot of time and energy into Facebook. God, I'm going to hire you to do my social media. I I, the, I I just sort of want my life private. I'm just so I'm so amazed that you want to put so much stuff out there. Obviously, you don't put everything out there, and you choose what you want out there. But I think I, that's pretty. It's curious, brave or narcissistic. I, I don't know what it is. I feel like we don't have a choice if we. What do you be mean? Honest. Well, because I meet actors, and then I say, "Oh, what's your social media?" And they're like, "I'm not on social media," and I'm like. 
how are you not on social media? I mean, who's going to know who you are? Right. You know what I mean? Like, unless you're Brad Pitt, like, why aren't you utilizing this feature? Because I honestly, like, thank God for social media. I mean, I know there are a lot of bad aspects about it. Like, it's ruined relationships and all that negative stuff. But it's really yeah, helped. It's helped your career. <laughs> yeah, it's really helped a lot of people who honestly otherwise would not have had a chance, you know, to really showcase who they are. I mean, I just saw this morning this one lady. Um, she's going to, like, Facebook headquarters and all this stuff. She did um, a, a video in her car with the Chewbacca mask. And it's the cutest thing. She's, she's on James do you know what I'm talking Gordon about? Show too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and, like and 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 views. yeah, she's she's so views. she's so cute. She's yeah. like this mom. She she went looks to Coles. Like yeah, and you know oh, if she just put on a mask. Well, you'd have to see the video, but she's just really excited about this Chewbacca mask, and it was just so cute how she was so happy about it, and it was hilarious. But it was her personality. But I feel like Hollywood is so fixated on you have to look a certain way and all that type of stuff. I mean. You know, there's a lot of people who don't make it because they don't have that certain look that people are looking for. But because of social media, you know, it's just given so many more people. I mean, honestly, that's how I got well known. You know, I was in a pageant in 2013 called Queen of the Universe. I was Miss Egypt. And during that year, (laughs) thanks, um, there was no Miss Egypt (laughs) in Egypt because of the Egyptian revolution. Oh, wow. So somehow someone caught wind of me and I went viral out there and it was all through Facebook, you know, Facebook and Twitter. So that everybody has Facebook. Not right, everyone. That's like, true. You know, my mother looks at Facebook. She does. She's not on YouTube all the time, you yeah. know, and that and that's and people can say, uh, I don't but like different. Facebook's not cool. With it. But every everyone generally is has access to it. And like our videos will get served to those people yeah. whether they're looking for it or not. Where on YouTube, you have to go and like right and now I'd have to like search for your name. But if we if I followed you on Facebook, eventually I'd get your videos whether I wanted to or not. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want. I want people to get what I'm putting out there uh, and be discoverable as easy as possible. So, um, and Facebook wants to dominate, and and I think they it, will. I yeah, my dad owns a lot of stock in Facebook, and he's for a reason. So, on a, right. So you're really well. just trying to support your father. Yeah, Facebook.com. Yeah. That's the plug, I guess, right? <laughs> yes, very good plug. All right, we have some questions from our listeners. If you want to write in questions, write them into ask at askwomenpodcast.com, and hopefully we'll read your question on air. Here is a question from Ken. Your podcast is awesome, by the way. Um, is it okay for the guy to give his number out to a girl, and how long should he wait for her to call or text? Thanks again for your dating advice, Ken. So... Is it a good move, bad move for a guy to give his phone number to a girl? And should he expect a phone call back? Sarah. I am so analytical because I want to know, did he just give it to her? Did she ask for it? He just ran up to her, threw his phone number at him, and then ran I had someone do that to me last week, actually. And? Wait, so what did he do? Tell me. Oh, he came in. I I was ordering food, and he he had a very timid voice, you know, and he was like, excuse me, you know, I thought you were cute. I was like, how old are you? (laughs) <laughs> how old was he? Well, I said, um, he's like, well, how old do you think? I said 21 because he looks super young. And I'm like, yeah. at least 21. He's like, yeah, I'm 21. And then he gives me, he just hands me his number. He had it already written down for me and his Instagram on it. And I'm like, okay. So I text him just because I thought it was very brave of him. Okay. And then I looked so you at were his, rewarding him. Were you attracted to him? Or did you like his approach? I mean, he, he was cute, but this is the embarrassing part. You want to see so, me follows you on Instagram first to see if he was... Yeah, oh, of, course I, I, of course I went to his Instagram, but then he had a tattoo that said 1997. And I'm like, wait a minute. That was 19 years ago. Right. I'm like, well, what does this tattoo mean? That's when he got out of the army. Right. Yeah, I know, right? No, it, look, it turned out he's 19. 
Right. I was like, so he's a liar. You, yeah, I'm like, you lied to me. He's like, yeah, but I really, I really like you. He's and legal. No, there's still a teen at the end of the number. I just, right. I can't. Not for long. <laughs> okay, interesting. But, anyway, but um, so, but that's interesting. So you, you would respond back to somebody who just I mean, gave you their number if yeah, you like their approach. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Like, even if I'm not super attracted, like, I'd be like, hey, we can at least connect on social media or something. You yeah. Know? Every, everybody can be a fan, right? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's always networking involved. Right. No, but, okay, so that's interesting. So, Jason, have you had experience with that? I, I would say it's not the best approach. Well, you know, the, I think there is, it, it t- does take a lot of risk and a lot of bravery. And I think, you know, uh, we're, it's just so easy for somebody to, like, text or, like, talk on Facebook Messenger or something like that, bring up Facebook. And, you know, so I think you definitely deserve, uh, I mean, like, you definitely deserve uh, kind of accolades for, for, for doing something that's a, kind of a lost art, I guess. Right. Walking up to somebody and says, hey, listen, I think you're great. You know what I mean? Uh, I'd like to give you my number, which is very non-threatening, very disarming, by the way, because it's not like, girl, give me your number. Right. You know? Um, you're not you're not wanting to take something. You want to give something. So I think it's, it's a little less... Uh, threatening, but I was like, if you do that, you just have to give it. Hope for the best. If nothing happens, no big deal. In fact, like forget about it. Right. It's like if you're auditioning or I whatever, just think of that. or yeah. wait. You know what I mean? If you sat there and be like, are they going to call? They're going to call. They're going right. to call. Like staring and at your you phone. You would lose your mind. You have to just yeah. forget it. Like it's over. Do you and think then, a better approach is to get her number? Well, yeah, obviously because the ball's in your court, right? right? You know what I mean? You always like that ball in your court thing. Yeah. I think. Uh, you know, but then again, you have to ask for that number. That's a little bit different. Can I give you my phone number? Sure. That's, you know, you might be like, if it's passing, you're like, sure. But if it's like, girl, give me your number. You're not going to be as eager to be like, sure, here's my number as you are to be like, take a piece of paper that has the person's number on it. You right. Know? But how, like, I, I take free shit from people all the time. Sure. I'll take that piece of paper. Sure. I'll take that leaflet. Sure. I'll take that mm. cup. And I, I throw it out or I leave it somewhere or I don't care about it. I'm not as invested. So to be honest, I, I don't I think like, yes, it's much more disarming to give your phone number. And if you do have a good approach and you've already made some sort of connection, I would say a girl is more inclined to respond back to you in some way. But most often that is not going to happen. I think you right. have a, a better uh, return on your investment if you ask for the number. But before asking for the number, you create some sort of connecting and landing sure it's you know running up to like ambushing somebody like you know hey hey listen uh, you know i think you're cool i think you're hot whatever it is i you know i think you're miss egypt or whatever uh (laughs) like here take my number are you on youtube uh yeah exactly um that might be i'd be like oh my god you recognize me from youtube yes i'll call you uh (laughs) but i think if you're talking you're having a really good time and you feel like you're like you know what i'm pretty confident this is like hey listen you know i'd love to Go out sometime if you want to. I'll, you know, I'll give you my phone number. You know, so you've already done a little bit of the work. It's a little bit different than just ambushing somebody. Yeah, I think you just have a better percentage of like yeah, but what a if better had, chance. I, but if I, you had out twenty of them, right? Then right, that's true. You know, it's then you're you're kind of right, but then you're just throwing spaghetti at the wall, lowering your standards. Well, no, you're twenty. If you just go up to twenty random girls, just say, here's top my number. Twenty, top twenty. Oh, you're top twenty. Like, top you're being 20. very focused on who you're approaching. Top twenty in the club. I hear. I, I wouldn't say it's a negative thing to do. I think that you have a better return. I think so too. And it, it I think it's like. But you know, you're you're, you're you're probably going to get no zero rejection if you give the number. You're going to have to expect there's a good chance sure. of rejection. So, you got, are you willing to deal with rejection? 
Yes or no? Well, if I hope yes, everybody on who listens to the show is going to be open to dealing with rejection because re- from rejection comes great things. Exactly what you guys talked about. You go on auditions all the time. You get rejected. You get stronger. You move on to the next. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think rejection is good for you, and you have to learn to smile about rejection and not let it beat you up so much and turn you off from going after the things that you want. So I understand if you want to play the safe card. Yeah, for sure. Go up to 20 girls, hand out your number, run away like a little schoolgirl if that's what you want to do. But I think that if you are a stronger, more bold, more assertive man and you can confidently or unconfidently but own your lack of confidence, go up to a girl, speak with her, make some sort of landing point connection and then ask for her number, I think that's a better I think that's a better. No, I totally agree you. with that. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Ken, you have your answer. So stop giving out your number and start asking girls for their number. Okay. Occasionally, I run out of things to say soon after talking to women. I love. <laughs> How do I remedy this? Regards, ZC. Well, oh, uh, women he loves. Be Listen. Listen to them. Maybe if you're running out of things to say about yourself, maybe you've talked about yourself too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like ask questions, find out more. I'm very interested in people generally, whether it's dating or not. So for me, it's like, I love hearing about what other people do, where they're from, especially if it's things that are different than what I'm doing. Although it's great if it is something similar, like, you know, having a conversation about YouTube, that's a nice breaker or whatever it is. And we have some common ground. We might, we know some people in common. Um, but I think be willing to, you know, when she's talking, listen, which is, you know, I think we're always thinking about like, what do I say next? Or how do I seal this deal tonight? Yeah. Um, listen, and then you could take what they say and be like, so you, you mentioned that you grew up in Omaha, like, uh, you know, the steak's really great. I don't know, whatever. Um, <laughs> so th- you should really n- run out of things to say unless it's just not working out. Or, you know, I've gone on like, okay, Cupid dates with a girl was hot, right? I was like, wow, this girl's hot. I sat there and it was at a point where, we were t- and I was like, so you work at a bank and like and yeah. she does nothing. And then she wanted to go out again. She's like, yeah, that was great. I was going again. I was like, I, it was torture. Yeah. You're like, it, I had a, I had a, like, had a horrible time. I, I was, it was just, I was me awesome. Trying, it was like interrogating somebody, right. but they wanted to go out again. I was just like, I, and she was, you know what I mean? Sometimes you're like, they look at their picture and all that. And she did. It was very attractive. I was like stoked. Um, but it was just personality wise wasn't there and like i'd rather go out with the girl that's traditionally less attractive and, and then ha- we can have a conversation at least for more than like 25 minutes right exactly so I, I have a blog that's up on my site right now that's called it's about conversation threading tool for keeping conversation going and it explains everything that you just said it's a way to keep threading that conversation so for example if sarah says to me oh i was miss egypt right and so i can go to myself and say what do i know about egypt have i been to egypt do i want to go to egypt yeah. so you, you you form some sort of association with the three words that came out of her mouth and then you take in that information you say i've heard what you said oh wow you're miss egypt egypt that's really impressive and then you add and thread the conversation that's and build the, that's on the it. essence of improv yeah, take improv class. Like take an improv mm-hmm. class if you want to learn about how to listen to somebody. Uh, because I think, I think sometimes, I mean, I've gone out with girls, or at least in my experience, the fact that they're like, oh, you were, you were listening to what I was saying, or right. you remember <laughs> what I said. They're so surprised because I think people are, they've been talked at to, or we're all being talked at so much. Yeah. Um, we don't. We're just thinking about. Okay, cool. Let me just. How do I drop the fact that I got like a Tesla girl? You know what I mean? Or or what cool thing did I did? Or what TV show did I book? Right. Um, improv classes teaches you that you know what you're saying. Yes, and 
Oh, yo, yo, Miss Egypt. Yes, and uh, you know, I was, uh, you know, Mr. Egypt, Mr. Egypt as well. <laughs> Whatever it is, but you're just adding on to that thing, and that's something you know. If you take an improv class, you'll learn to listen and learn to extend the conversation forever, theoretically. Yeah, I think um, another good thing is to n- not not only compliment. I mean, we don't want to always be complimented on just how we look because that's so typical. Um, we can kind of get that anywhere, but compliment the things we love. So I was on a date with this guy last week and this, I've never gotten a compliment like this and it just made me so happy. I was on the phone with my dad. My dad calls me like every single day. Obviously he's from Egypt. He has an Egyptian accent and I'm a daddy's girl. He doesn't really know that, but he can hear him on the phone. When I got off the phone, he said, I like your dad's accent. And that just, I was just like, wow. You know, and it's not necessarily like necessarily about me, but it's about something I love. I love right. my cat so much. I'm like a modern day cat lady. So when people find out, you know, how much I love, I have her on my YouTube. I made her right. an Instagram page. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm weird. Right. I just shot a video with her yesterday. <laughs> but anyway, when people say your cat is so like when they compliment the things you love, like that really, I think that really warms someone's heart and it makes them want to open up and talk more. Yeah. You know, for not sure. necessarily like, oh, you have a great ass. Like I know, you know, <laughs> like I work every day on it. Right. That's exactly. Something I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Other people haven't said to me. Right. Well, it's so, okay. So, um, on, uh, one of the episodes recently I talked about, um, the bachelorette, which has just aired recently. And when this goes live, it will have been like, you know, far from over, but, um, the bachelorette was on and it was, uh, one of the first episodes and, they're, they they like have guys come out of the car and introduce, introduce themselves to Jojo, who was the bachelorette for this season. And it's all about making the first great impression. And this one guy got out of the car and he held onto her hands and he looked her in the eyes. And everybody has seen Jojo from a previous season. You, you, you can see like her character, her personality. You kind of know things about her. And from my perception of Jojo from other, another season of her being on the show when she was on The Bachelor, I thought she was a really well-spoken, authentic, genuine person. She doesn't say the like in her conversation she just like spoke from the heart that's how I kind of always saw her and this guy looked at her and instead of saying like oh god you look amazing like your your ass looks great or whatever or you're really pretty you're much prettier in person he looked at her and said exactly what I just said he's like I have to to tell you I did I did watch last season and I was just impressed with you the entire time through the show, the way that you carried yourself, um, mm-hmm. the way – the integrity that you had, the way that you spoke. And then he th- – those were the compliments that he gave. And you could instantly see her body language warm up to him. Yeah. She held on to his arms, like, tighter than – because at first she was like, who is this guy grabbing me? Yeah. And then she actually, like, grabbed back on his arms. You could tell, like, her eye contact was stronger with him. She got softer in the face and she blushed a little bit. So which mm-hmm. means that she liked that. That was a good compliment for her. So mm-hmm. I think like what you were saying, complimenting on a deeper level, either right. something that you like and appreciate um, or something that maybe you can't see on the surface level, but somebody can learn about you. Those are the things that are are, are, are more appreciated mm-hmm. um, by women. But I forget what the question was now because I don't even think it was about complimenting. Oh, well, it was about having conversation. Yeah. So but I, no, I but that thought... was good. I like that. That was It was still helpful information. But let's get back to the exact question because I think we answered it uh, when we talked about conversation threading and going to an improv class. But occasionally I run out of things to say soon after talking to him. And I'm going to give like one little assignment. Actually, two. So one assignment is going and joining an improv class because I think that it is extremely beneficial for anybody. Even, wa- even watching some, yeah. uh, you'll, you'll get it. You'll see the agreement there's like an agreement uh going on and i think for a successful date it's nice to have an agreement hey we're on a date 
Um, our goal is to have a good time and hopefully have a, a deeper connection. Let's agree at least that's our goals and then see what happens. Yeah, I think I agree with you. The second assignment is that if you run out of things to say, if sometimes there's a lull in the conversation, you've done all the conversation threading that you can and you still can't come up with anything fresh or new, I would say for yourself to, before you go on a date or before in general you go out and you want to interact with women, I would say to write down five topics that you find interesting, you know a lot of information about, just things that you can pull from your back pocket if needed and you get frozen. Because I think that a lot of times when we get nervous and we like somebody or we're attracted to somebody, our mind goes blank. And when we're trying to pull from 30 million different options, that can become really challenging. But if you're pulling from five options and you happen to have them written down on your phone, you can just glance down at your phone or you can calm down and think about your top option of what you wrote to talk about. And then you can say, you know what? Have you heard about XYZ? I just read about it in the newspaper. So that you have those things on quick recall for yourself. So I would say to ZC, join an improv class and write down five things you can talk about and then Sarah has something to say as well. Oh yeah. I, I mean this might be silly but if you're ha- really struggling with questions I mean you can Google. You yeah. Know, Google some questions and they, they you'll find some really Google great person. interesting. <laughs> right. Google the person? No, no, no. So no. I well, see yeah, that you went to. Yeah. No, no, no. But I mean like in terms of like questions to ask because I've done it before I can't think of any off the top of my head but like some really interesting questions like just to really understand a person well i really like um we talked about this on our show before but it's the 36 questions to i love you did you hear about that study that was i like to though so it was it was a study done in the new york times originally and it was done uh they did it in a in in a not like a lab space but it was like a very separated study where they had people come into this lab space um and they had this list of 36 questions that were they're pretty deep questions and they require you to be pretty vulnerable and they would have uh, two people look each other in the eye and ask these questions exchange and give out their answers and then they would have to stare into each other's eyes for four minutes and then they were saying like after these questions like 70 percent or something of people ended up falling in love and being in a relationship from complete strangers who did this experiment anyway so um these 36 questions, I have it on my website as well. If you go to my website, wingrowmethod.com, 36 questions to ask women that make her want you. Um, these are some good questions to have in your back pocket as mm-hmm. well. Some of them are a little bit too deep, right. but they're good things to get conversations started and real conversation, not like service level conversation. Like, what is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Like, that's a good question. Yeah, sure. And then that can get you to see what their standards are, what your standards are, if they live up to your standards, if they don't live up to your standards, if they have the same values as you, you get to see what's behind that person, not just like the surface level conversation that you have. Like another question is, what is your most treasured memory? What is your most terrible memory? What do you value most in a friendship? Is there something that you've dreamt of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? Like things like that that can really open up and spark yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about. Yeah, so for sure. So go to my website and look up uh, 36 questions to ask women that make her want you. And it's, it's got a good list of questions that you can ask. Oh, perfect plug. On dates. <laughs> I know. Exactly. I know how to do it. Um, Facebook.com. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. Google. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and Omaha Steakhouse. You're yeah. plugging too many people on this oh, show. Sorry. Okay. Uh, last question, I think. So, dear Marnie, Christian, Christian is not here, and guest, my question is about dating, but I would like a woman's perspective. Isn't about dating, but I would like a woman's perspective. Uh, for Valentine's Day, as I do every year, I will do something special. Oh, wait. I read this one already. Never. What is wrong with me? I erase them every single week, and then they just come back. Okay. <laughs> uh, just dropping you a note on something that is working for me. Even if a girl is on a date, I wait until her date 
goes to the restroom. I walk over, say hi, hand her my card, and say, I just wanted to let you know you are very pretty, and I would remiss if I didn't offer to get you dinner sometime. My sal is on the card. Drop me a text sometime. It is a three for three with a text back the next day or later that night when they are on a date. I only do this if she looks bored. If she is alone, I say, if you come sit by me, there's a good chance you won't have to pay for your drinks. That is four for five for them coming over to sit by me. Anyway, it is a way simpler way, way simpler and more effective than uh, what I was trying before. And I won't do internet dating. So I'll just clean up on picking up girls on bad dates. Just wanted to share what I've learned from Marnie and the Ask Women podcast. Okay, so let's comment on that. It's not a question, but what do you what do you think about those approaches? How would how would you respond if some guy did that to you? Um, well, if it was clear that I was bored, then it's kind of a Prince Charming method, I think. Yeah. So it might be a really good opportunity for him to yeah. sweep in. And- but it was going against what we had said about giving out your number before. But this this one kind of seems to work. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's exceptions to every rule, I think. You know? Yeah. Like, this is not a typical situation. Well, so. what what is it about this situation that makes it more appealing? It's a competitive thing. Really? I, I think so. I mean, if he's... Uh, showing up and he's brave enough to come talk to you when there's another guy around and he's been looking at you while you're on a date it's kind of flattering i guess yeah it's more bold right very yeah okay so and that would be attractive for you yeah i mean I, I think in general women like very masculine men so yeah and so plus you're hating charge. this other guy too so you're well, if like you hated this so other guy, yeah. down on men yeah <laughs> and then I mean, somebody comes up and does this it's kind of attractive right right and hopefully like he is somewhat what you're attracted to right so no he said he got four for four or five for four, whatever yeah, it is. three it, for three i think with women it boils down to a lot of uh the intellect and the emotional connection okay with, tell me more about that well um person well like i was saying earlier you know i've dated guys that were not typically my type not typically attractive but i ended up liking them because of their personality so i think if someone can come up to you in a scenario like that and kind of take charge so to speak yeah and I think also he's not asking for the number because that would be a rude thing for her to do while she's on a date. And he knows that. So he's just like, here you go, you know, balls in your court. So I think that would be the best option for that situation. Definitely don't ask for the number. I mean, there's also not time. What if like the guy comes back and and she's like typing in her number? Yeah, that's so rude. Yeah. What do you think, Jason? I mean, I I mean, I guess I asked the the collective women out there, the royal we women. That's the kind of guy you want to go out with. It sounds like a. Like just the like, hey, listen. Yeah. I don't know you, but you look bored. Want to get unbored? Me. Here's my business <laughs> card, which I bring with me, just in case I meet someone like you. Like in case like somebody who kind of fits what where you're at. Like you're sitting there, you're not having a good time. I'm here to save the day. Chances are you won't have to pay for your drink. Like that's. <laughs> you're the guy that went to the bathroom. <laughs> uh, well, I'm yeah, well I, I mean, yeah, I. That's uh, so interesting because that's not how I see him doing it either. I, like I don't, I don't like the way that you're envisioning it is Did not what I'm though? picturing. You read it. I you're read like, it. P.S. I'm um, three out of three for that one. Just in case you're wondering if it's successful or not. The other one, four yeah. or five, well, not perfect. In fact, I don't even know things is real. I think it's something that you saw on a TV show or a movie. And, really? Yeah. But he's giving me credit for it. Well, <laughs> I think. Do I do think though? Like if if you hand out your card or somebody gives you something very politely, you'll take anything. Right. You know what I mean? You're not gonna make a huge thing. Go, no, get away from me and right. karate chop out of their hand. Um, it just sounds like it's like, how, how did you meet him? Well, he's like, well, he was I guess he was 
being like a predator at a restaurant waiting for women to have a bad time on dates. He See, I would tell it, cards. oh my God, it's so romantic. Right. I was out on this horrible date and suddenly this guy comes over. He's like, I've been watching you the whole night. You're very attractive, but obviously I want to be respectful. You're on a date, but I would love to take you out for dinner if this doesn't work out. Like, that would be so romantic yeah. for me. What a, what a fantastic story. It's, like, my mom actually met my like dad when TV? she was on a date with another guy and uh, he asked her to dance. Yeah, well, so my dad's a douchebag, but it worked <laughs> yeah, out for him. Yeah. Although now he's being tortured for the rest of his life. I mean, right. I, I could see your perspective of that maybe he's a player and this is something he typically does, which is what I mean, this he, guy does it yeah, quite regularly. Yeah. But, but us women would like to believe, oh, he couldn't resist me. I'm right. the exception. He just had right. to. I'm the special one. Yeah. I will say but that I... But the fourth card he gave out that night? Do you but feel we wouldn't special? know that. We wouldn't know that. But if, if we knew that, then obviously... There's like, certain guys who have a player air to them who you can tell that this is like what they do all the time. And yeah. there's other guys who who can maybe still be players, but they carry it off differently. And so, I, so I've had... You got to make it seem like you never do this, not right. like I you always do this. this. Yeah. But here's yeah. my eighth card that I've handed out for tonight. Wow. Um, but I, I've had that before where I've been out at a bar or something and I'm talking to this guy that's really boring and I'm trying to find a way to get out of a conversation and some guy will come up to me and either pretend to be my brother or my boyfriend or something like to oh, save me. Movie. Yeah, and like I've, I've had that happen. But also I was younger when that happened. I don't know if I would respond the same way now, but I think I kind of would. Like I think that's kind of observant. Like he yeah. saw me and he was confident enough to kind of play that game with me to get rid of this person that I'm obviously annoyed by. Like I talk, one of the first videos I ever did was the help me eyes. It used to be up on my website. Look, it's like saying the help me eyes that women give to other women in the mm-hmm. room when they're in a conversation with a guy they don't want to be talking to to get them to help. Yeah. And like I've said, it's like strange women who I've never met before will come and save me. And I've always said that it's a good tactic for a guy to notice a girl who is giving those help me eyes and go in and save her. And then you become kind of like the hero and you're the confident guy who just, Charming, just yeah. does it who just like is bold and can go in into some weird interaction and like take charge and lead and go after yep. what he wants so I, I kind of find it sexy it depends who's doing it and how he's doing it but i i, I find that to be a it's good like move. saving a damsel in distress <laughs> it totally is saving a damsel yeah. in distress she's miserable on her date she's bored out of her mind she needs something to save the evening but if some guy came up to me like the way that you were saying it no, no. Yeah, then I would hate him. If he's like, I'm a douche, yeah, I do this pe- all the time. Chances are you're going to get that drink for free, though, girl. That doesn't... <laughs> that's that, that's I mean, funny. That's probably, not how I hear it. Yeah. Anyone who says it, they're not saying it like, and listen, you it'll be fiscally responsible for you because you will save money on that drink. <laughs> no, you're saying it like, like, and hey, listen, you're going to get lucky twice. You met me, and you're going to get that free thing. <laughs> See, that's not what I hear. Because I don't hear him as like this cocky, There's no other way to say player. it. There is. Try it five ways. Okay. What was the line again? Uh, uh, if you're, lo- oh, maybe I missed. I thought it was if you're. Uh, if you come sit by me, there's a good chance you won't have to pay for your drinks. Yes. But like, what if I you s- go and then you do have to pay? <laughs> I know. And you're like, what the fuck? I'm like, uh, no. Um, I think it's also important to understand that women, and I have come to terms with this, and I am proud of it, that we do thrive off of attention. Yes. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like a woman will leave a man for the lack of attention before she left him for being infidelity. attentive is important. I've heard that from you know what I mean. They're yeah. just like you're really attentive, and I've heard that as like because I think you know it guys just... don't think see that as something like us oh, not important. You know, do I have uh, am I cool? Do I have the this and that and the other thing? Um, you know, do I offer her that? Do I make sure she's going to get that free drink? You know what I mean? Like that comes first, that free drink. 
the most important thing. <laughs> and then, but being att- attentive um, and affectionate are two, you know, things that are not always there and you think they should be, you know, you think they would be, but they're not. Yeah, and they're the things that I hear from most women when they're complaining mm-hmm. about their significant other. But the sad part is, is that a lot of the attention that we do want as women is attention that we're not really asking for and we want a guy to just know how to do well you know luckily oh, I for it yeah, good good for you that's for absolutely amazing I but either... when you ask for it is it too late you know what maybe it is i think in my last situation i, I think it was too late mm-hmm. so i kind of said the, when you I said get the ground rules early like, fuck that i just told you what to do like what? yeah yeah it's I, difficult i feel bad for men thank god we're doing this show we could advise them on how to be attentive before the woman starts going crazy because mm-hmm. she needs attention and she starts cheating and doing horrible things. Anyway, thank you guys for being on the show. Thank you. That thank was you. Overanalyze This. If you have questions for Overanalyze This, please submit them to Ask at Ask Women Podcast. You guys are wonderful. Uh, I get nervous every time that Christian is not here because I feel like I'm calling my elephant out, but the shows aren't as funny and entertaining, but hopefully they're they're equally as informative and helpful to the people that are listening. But please tell people where to find you, Sarah. Um, Instagram, Sarah Fasha, Sarah with an H, F-A-S-H-A, uh, YouTube, Sarah Fasha TV, and Facebook, Sarah Fasha Forever. Wow. And Jason. YouTube.com slash Jason Horton and Facebook.com slash The Jason Horton. Oh, I like it. Are there other Jason Hortons? Where's yeah. your Instagram? Assholes. Uh, Instagram is The Jason Horton as well. Oh. I like it. You are The Jason Horton. Sarah and Jason, thank you so much for being on this show. Everybody who listens to this show is unbelievable. I've been really enjoying the Help a Brother Out episodes. If you want to be a brother that we help out, you can still send in uh, submissions right to Jen with two N's at winggirlmethod.com. We're going to keep doing this series for a very long time so write to jen double n at winggirlmethod.com and new episodes of the ask women podcast come out every thursday at 5 p.m pacific and you're awesome we'll see you next week